This reading comes from Hebrews 11, verses 39 to 40, and Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 2. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received at what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So it's Halloween, um, which is an exciting holiday for my, my kids. Um, kind of, you know, not exactly a church holiday, but at school they're kind of inundated with it. And so my son's been talking about ghosts a lot. And, um, and so kind of approaching this, you know, sermon, um, I was thinking about this, talking about this with Axel, um, who's, who's my son. And, um, and I was thinking about, you know, this is a kind of a unique kind of part on the church holiday um, in the church calendar where there's All Saints Day follows this, right? And we don't really talk about All Saints Day. You know, Christian responses to Halloween tend to have light parties, or in America, kind of reformed circles, I grew up doing Reformation Day parties. Um, and All Saints Day kind of gets, you know, at least how I grew up. Nobody ever talked about it. I didn't even know it was a holiday um, in the church calendar for many years. Um, but I think thinking about All Saints Day, um, the, the important thing to reflect on, and why that's, you know, the official part of the church calendar, um, is that we aren't haunted by ghosts, right? As, as the community of faith, we aren't haunted by ghosts. Um, but as the passage tonight says, we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Um, and a cloud of witnesses that's, that's pointing us to Jesus and uh, pointing us to um, what he did for us and why he did that uh, for us, why he uh, went through uh, the, the cross and the shame and the suffering there um, and what, what he came out on the other side with. And so All Saints Day, it should be kind of us celebrating that, um, that cloud of witnesses, that um, not a spectral cloud, but um, a, a motivating cloud. And so as we talk tonight, um, it should be pretty straightforward, a, a, a simple enough outline, um, talking about the cloud of witnesses and how we, we're in this together. Um, and what, what, are, what, is, what are we doing together? We're keeping our eyes on Jesus. Um, and then we'll reflect on how Jesus um, kept his eyes on joy and uh, reflecting on, on what, that, what that means for him. So, um, so we're in this together. We do this together. Um, and thinking about this, thinking about the community of faith, um, in our church family, we've just suffered a loss this last week um, with the passing of, of Charlie uh, Sue's uh, husband, um, who was around, he was a part of uh, many of our lives, and um, and as we reflect on his life, and we reflect on the lives of other saints, and, and what the author of Hebrews was doing in, in chapter 11 was reflecting on kind of the examples of faith that went before, um, we're supposed to be inspired by that. We're supposed to be inspired by those witnesses, by others' faith is supposed to inspire us. I think um, sometimes uh, when, we, when we read stories of the martyrs or we read stories of great people who did great work for the faith, 
um, did um, great work on, on God's behalf, it's, it's easy to compare ourselves to that, right? It's easy to say, well, like, I didn't, you know, go with John Kerry and translate, you know, the Bible into a hundred languages. I haven't done that. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite on that level. Um, but what, what the author is, is asking us to do here is to be inspired by that faith, to be inspired to pursue uh, Christ more, right? So we, we have to remember to be inspired by faith. It's not a comparative uh, sport, um, but it's about being inspired, right? And when we follow Jesus, we begin to realize that we ourselves have deep roots, that we have a deep, deep history that regardless of what's come before our life with Christ, we have a long family history now. And it's not a genetic history. It's not a cultural history. We don't have a claim on any particular uh, cultural legacy. But it's a, it's a legacy of faith, right? And, uh, and people like Charlie, uh, or, you know, last week at, our ch- at church we sang um, I Stand Amazed, uh, which is an old hymn. And as I sang, sang it, uh, I was overwhelmed by this, this memory of a dear old man in the church I grew up in uh, named Bill Mayer who had this beautiful baritone voice. And I remember standing next to him in church singing that song. Um, and, and afterwards, a friend of mine, as we left church, he said, you look like you've seen a ghost. And perhaps I did see a ghost. Perhaps, you know, God, God revealed that to me in that moment to remember that there are many who have gone before us. We aren't the first to walk this path. And we're a community of faith. I think when we think about uh, those who have gone before us, it's easy to kind of paint with uh, bright colors and good stories. But a lot of times this is, this is a disappointing task. It's disappointing or it's scary. If you read the end of, of Hebrews 11, where we picked up the, the passage, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. They're still waiting for their faith to, to be, become sight. And if you read further up in that passage, it's, it's a, a litany of terrible things happening to people, um, dying alone or in suffering, hated, uh, much like Jesus. And, or it's very disappointing. Maybe we read or we know kind of parents or uh, uh, old pastors or leaders who've disappointed us, who despite their walk of faith did terrible things. Right, and so sometimes that legacy is very disappointing and scary, um, and you know, reflect. Refer you to Chris's talk uh, a couple weeks ago in the morning service, um, talking about that disappointment. But that's when we have to remember that this is a legacy of faith. That this isn't a legacy of human achievement. It's not a legacy of uh, our accomplishments. But it's a it's a legacy of holding on to God's promises. And, and expecting God to come good on his promises. We're a community of faith. And so we're in this together. We have a, a legacy with us. Um, and we're, we're supposed to do this together as a family, right? We're supposed to encourage one another um, to be our own cloud of witnesses in this room um, and in our, our day-to-day lives. And this is really practical. Uh, this is a very practical thing that we need to, um, we need to let our guard down with each other. We need to make the time, we need to invest in each other and and build that community to build that cloud of witnesses. And for me personally, this is hard hard to tap into this. Um, 
you know, it, the last, you know, couple years have been difficult, uh, but even the last couple months, you know, dealing with feelings of isolation, and a lot of times we feel kind of not connected in the way that we feel like we should. The things aren't as ideal in our minds. And maybe that's where you are. Maybe you think, well, the community of faith isn't really a reality in my life. And, and God hears you, and, and he knows that that's hard. And so we need to, we need to seek that out. We need to seek out that cloud of witnesses, um, to encourage each other. And, and if we're, if we're a community of faith, what, what is, what is this faith we have? Well, in this passage, he, he ties it very nicely in for us, uh, where he says in, in the start of verse two, chapter 12, verse two, um, we, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So we keep our eyes on Jesus. And that's what this community is supposed to do. We're supposed to push each other to turn our eyes to Jesus, to keep our eyes fixed on him, because he's the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. He's the accomplisher of our faith. Our faith only means anything. It only means anything if Jesus backs it up, if Jesus isn't good on his word, as Paul writes elsewhere, you know, we are the most to be uh, pitied. We're wasting our time here. I, I had a, a conversation earlier today um, where somebody, we were talking about faith, and this was a, a man who had come out of uh, his uh, faith in um, Islam and, and kind of walked away from that, and he was reflecting on kind of the, the general um, feeling of, of faith, Right, and, and how well faith communities are important, and we hear this, you know, interfaith dialogues and things like that. Um, but, but what the Bible is telling us here is that it's not about the psychology of faith, it's not about the, the good feelings of being in a community if Jesus doesn't back it up. If Jesus doesn't back it up, we're wasting our time here um, because it's not about us, it's not about our feelings, it's not about our accomplishments as we follow Jesus. Um, because if we look at, you know, at Hebrews 11, a lot of us will, will die, and, and um, probably perhaps all of us will die. Um, but it's about Jesus backing that up. So we need to build that relationship with Jesus as well. It's not just about um, keeping him as an example, but it's about building that relationship, right? Turning your face towards him and building that relationship. And encouraging your family to do that as well. And, and when we turn to Jesus, the passage encourages us to reflect on, uh, on what he did and why he did it, right? For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. So for the joy that was set before him, so we keep our eyes on Jesus, but Jesus kept his eyes on joy that he was pursuing something that he was excited to see. And what was this joy? What was this joy that Jesus was after um, as, he, as he suffered and died? What was he, what was he looking at? Well, uh, the passage uh, that God brought to me was um, in my morning readings a few uh, days ago was um, Isaiah 62, um, Verses, and we're going to read just verses 3 and 5, but the whole passage kind of uh, follows this. 
Um, but this is, um, we'll start in, in 62 verse 2. And uh, this is what the prophet Isaiah says about uh, what Jesus was looking forward to. The nations will see your vindication and all the kings your glory. You will be called by a new name and the mouth of the Lord will bestow. Now the you in this passage is talking about the people of Israel, God's people. And he says, you will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted or your, na- or your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah and your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you and your land will be married. As a young man marries a young woman, so your builder will marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so your God will rejoice over you. And in verse 12, it says, They will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. You will be called sought after, a city no longer deserted. So Jesus was, kept his eyes on joy, and the joy that he was looking forward to was you. He was looking forward to a relationship with you. He was looking forward to, to, to getting to know you and to spending his life loving you. And so us together are what Jesus is looking forward to when he goes to the cross and he suffers. And, um, and that's, that's a pretty overwhelming thought, that, that what drove Jesus to, to pursue that and to go all the way to the cross was, um, was, his, was us, was his relationship with us. And, and he longs to get to know you. And, and maybe tonight you, you, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you, don't, you aren't part of that community. You don't have that faith that he's going to come good on his word. Um, and, and within that, God wants to invite you um, to turn to him and to, to understand how deeply he loves you and how deeply he loves us coming together and, and forming his body, his bride. So... To close, um, I want to take a, a, a brief step back and, and think about we're in this together and, and we have a long legacy. And, and this, the reason we're together is to keep our eyes on Jesus, to push each other to keep our eyes on Jesus and to build that relationship, to spend that time uh, with him. And to remember that Jesus kept his eyes on joy and that our community is about joy. We're about pursuing that joy, um, even if that means the suffering um, along the way, that we pursue that because Jesus is pursuing us in the same way. And so um, thinking back to All Saints Day, I found a, a, a prayer kind of reflecting on the Festival of the Saints um, that we'll pray as we close and then, um, and then w- what we're going to do, a brief kind of practical note, is um, there will be a couple questions, I think, that will come up in a minute. Um, and I would encourage you guys to kind of, in your enclaves, and maybe it's with somebody you know, maybe it's somebody you don't know, um, to, to form up in a group of, of you know, three or four people and um, reflect on these questions or, or what God is speaking to you tonight, either through the worship or through um, his word 
And where, where is Jesus um, uh, knocking on your door and uh, inviting you to turn to him uh, today? So let's pray, and then the questions will come up. All holy God, you call your people to holiness. We keep the festival of your saints. Give us their meekness and poverty of spirit, a thirst for righteousness and a purity of heart. May we share with them in the richness of your kingdom and be clothed in the glory that you bestow. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.